every single person that you look up to or you think is amazing or you think is just so incredible in every way, they are just a person like you. You're listening to Let's Be Omnist, the show where we are celebrating spiritual diversity, one truth and one story at a time. I'm your host, Michael Anthony, spiritual life coach and intuitive reader from thedivinerlife.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the penultimate episode of season two. We are on episode 21. I am getting so excited as we approach the ending of the season because in just one week, all the magic of season three that has been brewing can finally be poured out and it is just going to be so amazing. If you're curious about what is coming in season three, head on over to thedivinerlife.com slash podcast to learn about becoming a podcast patron. But for now, let's talk about today's guest. You are about to hear my conversation with Aiden Dowling, who has been a really strong inspiration for me when it comes to using my voice and speaking up and encouraging other people to live their truth. And we all know how much I love talking about the truth. So for those of you that don't know Aiden, Aiden is using his story and journey of self-love to inspire others to live their most authentic life. His commitment to live his truth has led him to many firsts, including being the very first transgender man on the cover of Men's Health magazine, which then led to his appearance on The Ellen DeGeneres Show, twice. He hasn't taken his role in the public life lightly, and his commitment to his community has led him to launch Point of Pride, which is a nonprofit helping transgender individuals around the world through programming and valuable funding so that they too can live an authentic life in their bodies. He creates groundbreaking content and is a household name in the transgender community. His loyal followers have found strength and courage through Aiden's commitment to show kindness and confidence in vulnerability. These life lessons are powerful, not only to his followers, but also in his role as a husband and a father. Please note ahead of time that Aiden and I actually battled a few tech issues and even some sudden rainstorms towards the end of our conversation. So while they were actually kind of fun to navigate through in the moment, it did leave a few sections of audio that are a little glitchy, so please pardon some of the noticeable connection issues towards the end. The content was honestly just too good for me to edit out, so I left it in there, glitch and all. Now go ahead and grab yourself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a cup of whatever you'd like, because in the spirit of truth and honesty, here is my conversation with Aiden Dowling. So welcome Aiden to Let's Be Omnist. I am so excited to have you here. How are you doing? Uh, thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate being here. Um, I'm good. I mean, I missed it all. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm rebirthing my, uh, my positive vibes every day. <laughs> Riding the waves. How about yourself? How are you? I actually, now that you've said that, realize that I understand that feeling on such a deep level of just like constantly rebirthing that like, okay, I got to be positive. I got to get out. I got to like be that person that I know I can be. So I, I resonate with that. Makes sense. Right. right. Um, so I've already told the audience your, you know, professional bio. I've read them all the details, but... I would still like to give them a chance to get to know you from your perspective. So okay. uh, why don't you tell the listeners kind of who you are, what you do, what's your thing? 
you know, this has actually been something that I've, I've been struggling with lately, how to self-identify, um, only because I have been doing so much for so long that I find myself in this really integral part of my life where I'm changing again. Um, so who am I? You know, I, I identify as a transgender man. I am a transgender advocate and I, you know, just, I, I'm just, I'm a, I don't even know. I don't even know, Michael. Like, I just, I, I feel like so, I feel like I do so much, but it's so hard to, to nail down exactly what I do. So like my stats are like, I'm a transgender man. I'm 32 years old. I'm a father of a 17 month old. Um, and I'm the board president of a nonprofit, Point of Pride. I have a clothing company, 0.5cc. And I think overall, like my goal every day is to spark possibility within anybody who is seeking that type of message. Mm. Okay. I think that's a very clear, concise, to the point way to describe yourself for now. And who knows, yeah. maybe by the time this airs, like that elevator pitch will totally change and that's fine. Right. <laughs> Um, I want to ask you so many questions about your journey and like how you got to some of these marker points. Um, but let's get a little more personal first and play a quick game of two truths and a lie. All right. Okay? Let's do it. <laughs> so share two truths, one lie about yourself, and I will do my best to figure it out. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I'll try to give like some easy, but also hard ones. Okay. So my two truths and a lie, not in that order though, because then you'll know, right? Okay. Right? Because if yeah. you do two truths and then a lie, it's clear. Okay. So um, I meditate every day. I'm afraid of heights. And I love UFC. Mm. Um, I'm going to say that, even though you said not in that order, I'm going to say that you love UFC as a lie. You... Yep, that's it. That was it. Okay. I just don't picture you as like someone who gets enjoyment out of violence. <laughs> so I was I like, mm, meditates every don't. day and UFC. I don't know, maybe. Well, I tried to pick something like, okay, well, what's something that maybe um, somebody who doesn't necessarily always know who I am, but like might stereotype me? Um, you know what I mean? Mm. Or maybe it's like something that I love that I don't talk about because a lot of people have a perception that I wouldn't enjoy fighting. Um, so I kind of picked that one because you know I feel like it maybe. It, Maybe it'll stump some people who, who don't know who I am and be like, really? Oh, I thought maybe he would, you know? But I'm totally sitting here now thinking like, mm, he'd probably be a really good UFC fighter. I feel like your fitness journey has prepared you <laughs> for like some, some good one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Speaking of, I do want to talk a little bit about your fitness journey because I know that that's been like a big part of everything that you've been going through and just kind of a big part of your life but I don't want to just dive right into that because I'm like I don't know anything about fitness um so tell me let's rewind a bit and tell me like where would you say the journey of becoming Aiden really began the journey of becoming Aiden all started you know it, it was so I, I I don't identify with like the journey of a lot of trans men who feel like they were little boys kind of stuck in girls' bodies, which is fine if like a lot of people do feel that way. But I never quite identified with that. I 
was a girl and I identified as a girl and I was a lesbian and I was butch and I was very proud of my, uh, my femaleness. And I think the journey to Aiden began at this pivotal moment in my life when a good friend of mine who was kind of always uh, lying, she was like, a, she would just always lie. Mm. And I knew this and my, my other friends in our group knew it, but we just kind of would let her slide because it was like, clearly, this is how she handles things. This is a part of her identity, um, you know, and you know, to make a very long story short, she lied to my face like multiple times after I found out that this was, this, what she was saying was a lie. And I actually uh, got really upset and I have had stopped self-harming for like two years at this point. And um, I found myself self-harming again due to the situation and the animosity and just all of the drama that was brought up with this friend and our group of friends and my an ex and a future partner and all this stuff. And I had this realization um, in kind of like post self-harm, you know, kind of breaking that, like, I guess, uh, sobriety of self-harm. And I had this like big epiphany of like, I'm literally hurting myself because somebody else hurt me. Mm. And it, it just really like was like this eye-opening moment of like, why would you hurt yourself because someone else hurt you like that? It just doesn't, it, 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 it finally didn't make sense to me at that moment. And that is the moment that I started reevaluating the life I was living and noticing what felt congruent and true to who I was and what felt really not. And that journey very quickly led to my gender expression and my gender identity and you know dabbled in through my sexuality and and i just started really exploring who i really was and being able to kind of recognize like this friend that i was keeping for some reason that would lie all the time um just kind of like realizing like i i need to start making good choices for myself because no one else is going to make those choices for me. And mm. by no means was it perfect. By no means was it like amazing. Um, it was really hard and it was really tough, but clearly looking back, um, it was, it was very much necessary for me to discover Aiden and discover this man inside of me that had been put away, so to speak, you know, um, and, and never really shown the light of day. And I had a quick, a quick sh switch between like, letting Aiden out and then shoving the female part of myself away. And I think in the last so I've been transitioning. So this was about 11 years ago, 12 years ago, this all happened. And I would say at about five or six years ago, I've been able to slowly let that feminine out too and become more of a whole person uh a gender identity sex all that stuff aside um so so it's really interesting what can actually be kind of the tipping point of of your change in your life and it took me a while to realize that that was the moment but once i did i was like wow that just all makes sense <laughs> yeah i really love that what it sounds like happened if I can like rephrase it a little bit is like you became so fed up and annoyed with somebody else not telling the truth that you were like, all right, the truth is what's important. 
Like I just right. have to start living my own truth and being authentic. And that's really an interesting place to come from. I think just because so many people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to follow this or I'm going to do that or I'm going to do what this book told me to do or what I heard on this podcast. And like, that doesn't really matter if you keep doing the same thing over and over and it's not you. You're really essentially just, I don't want to say lying because that's a little bit like tough, but you're essentially lying to some degree yeah. when you're not being honest. So um, where in all of that, actually, pause. I also wanted to say thank you for sharing that it wasn't an easy journey. I think that was really important. I think especially with the uh, level of media coverage you've received in the last years, I think that people can very quickly say, oh, he had it easy, like his transition was like televised and people talked about him. And like, that doesn't mean that what you see on TV is like all that you've experienced. So thank you for diving into some of the tough stuff right away. Okay, what I was gonna say is, uh, where in all of that did your spiritual journey begin? Was that something that you were already in pre-discovery or post? Like, where does, where does it come in? So I uh, am a cancer. So being a cancer, I have always liked like zodiac signs and horoscopes. Um, when I was, I fell in love with, um, oh my gosh, how am I forgetting the name now? <laughs> Like my, it was like my favorite movie, that witchcraft movie. Uh, the Craft? Practical Magic? Yes, The Craft. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So The Craft came out and I became obsessed with The Craft. And now we're talking when I was young. I mean, I remember I was in like middle school maybe when that came out. That was like a 90s, mid 90s, late mm -hmm. 90s movie, right? You, are you familiar with the movie? Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. I, okay. uh, yes, Classic, I love it. <laughs> right? Classic. So um, I really like like me and my two friends, like we were all girls and we we're like, we're going to make our own little like little group. And we started do, trying to do like spells and like trying to change our eye color and hair color and trying to just like connect with this other source. And so I wouldn't say that's exactly when it started, but I would say that it had always been in me. I feel like that was the part that, re that made me realize like, there was always a part of me that knew that there was something more, so to speak. And when I was shown this in the media through this movie, it was like, oh, wow, these girls are doing it this way. So I'm going to like emulate that kind of like what we were saying earlier. Right. Um, and so I would say that, like, again, just being a cancer, like I've always I've always loved the horoscope. I've always found it to be really cool. Um, and then my real diving into real, like, I don't want to say real spirituality, but I guess more adult spirituality, I'll say that, you know, um, when you've gone through things in your life that uh, you just can't deny that there's something else going on. It, it just feels that, like there has to be something else going on. Um, and Jenny Lee, my wife, Jenny Lee, when I met her, she identified as a witch. She was practice, a practicing Wiccan. And um, she kind of re-sparked that, like, witchy part of me. Um, and then just being with her, we've been together for 10 years. Um, and she's evolved. I mean, she was already way on her path of evolving through spirituality and coming out of Wiccan, uh, the Wiccan religion and, and kind of like finding uh, her own path. Being her partner, I kind of was like on the outside of that watching her. And really 
just letting myself because of her permission really to explore like, Oh, well, well, what does this stone do? And well, what's the name of this? And well, why, why, why are you lighting that stage? Like, what is that going to do to the house? And well, what do you mean you're going to cleanse the, you know, my art, you know, uh, Akashic records, like what's an Akashic record, you know? Um, and so she really allowed me the space to ask the questions and be a huge skeptic, like, um, of just, all that stuff um and i feel like she was really like the the front runner for me uh my my possibilitarian you know what i mean of like wow like i can actually like explore these things and find community in it and be you know and still interact with society and not be considered like you know like too far out or you know what i mean um and i think it helped my judgment on people who i do sometimes still feel like are too far out there you know um it helped me kind of like recenter and 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 realize that i don't i don't know anything you know what i mean um so i feel like she was really the catapult and i've since then been able to develop my own spiritual practices and and find things that resonate more with me and she's you know she finds things that resonate more with her um but i would definitely say that that allowance of of watching her exploration uh, really made me come to my own exploration, especially after being trans. Because I think after identifying as being trans, it's kind of like, well, listen, if I can be born a female and be a man, then there's got to be some other shit going on, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't, like, to me, because uh, identifying as trans is such a, normal conversation that I have on a regular basis. I don't think of it as like this far out weird concept. Do you know what I mean? And so for you to be like, well, if I can do this, I can definitely believe in some of these other things. I'm like, oh, wait, are those on the same <laughs> level of like unbelievable? I, right. So well, I guess it depends on how you're brought up, right? Like yeah. I was brought up in a very Republican household. I went to Catholic school. Um, I didn't like go to church every day, but I went to church twice a week. I got my communion and confirmation and I was helping teach Bible study and I was on the team, the team club. And, you know, I, I was very heavy into, uh, religion. Actually, so was Jane Lee. She was a Eucharistic minister. Um, and you know, she went to a Catholic private girl's school and like, you know, so we both had that religion like that you know built into us um but more fed to us rather than us like wanting to actually indulge and 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 have that meal you know what i mean mm. um so that definitely makes sense that's why i think of it you know like yeah I, I came out and like my mom was just like okay i'll tell everyone and i was like okay great you know what i mean <laughs> but it was more of the like I think it was a little bit more of like the Republican way of being like, okay, like I'm going to make sure everyone gets it. And like, you know what I mean? Like we're going to keep this under wraps, you know? <laughs> it's like PR control. Really, like, hold on. Right, right. Let me make sure the right. correct story gets out because I want to I wanna control that a little bit. Right, right. And I, I love my mom and she loves me. And it's just been a development of like, you know, she just doesn't know. It's just really, you know, and she's just learning and constantly learning and, you know, I, I'm grateful that no matter where she started or my whole family started on acceptance, like they've been able to recognize what feels the most true and and go with that rather than just going what has been fed to them.
Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Would you say, I'm glad that you brought up um, that right at the end of the spirituality discussion, because I, I do wonder, uh, was there ever a point that it was, um, it was more difficult to talk about kind of your new spiritual belief system than it was to tell your parents like, hey, I'm trans. Like was that, which one would you say was harder? No, that's a good question. Cause I think that, you know, that they, I, I don't think like, okay. So like when I came out as trans, it was like, sit down, I have something to tell you. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I think that's because it was like a light bulb went off and there was such a clear path for me from what I was, how I was living then to how I truly wanted to live as Aiden. And I think through my spirituality has just developed and I've questioned it and I've had like, you know, the, the priest from fifth grade in my head being like, that's the devil talking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I've had, I've had to really fight off those assumptions and like pre-made thoughts that have, you know, like the, uh, like the embeddedness of it, you know, mm -hmm. like when you're broke and having sort of your own DNA of like, whoa, 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 like, what am I, what am I, who am I? And what am I taking? Like, what is being like, what's taking, I'm taking with me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so when it comes to like my spirituality, I think that it wasn't quite like sit down. I have something to tell you. Um, I do remember when I told my mom that Jaylee identified as a witch um, she just like her first thought, her first question was like, well, does she believe in God? And I was like, yes. Like, uh, I mean, technically, yes. You know what I mean? But not quite how you're thinking it. And she was like, that's fine. That's all I need to know. So like, it, that was the only sit down moment of spirituality, but it's been very clear just how I talk and um, the things that I, I talk about. Um, and I think, I think for me and my own dynamic with my family, I don't know how much I've ever been fully understood with my family, no matter how best of intention I've had to communicate myself or the best intention of my family to receive that communication. So I think I'm just the weird one out, like, you know, and I just, I just live it up, you know, I'm just like, oh, well, like, the, you know, I got a message from source yesterday and they down, I downloaded this information, you know what I mean? And they're just yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I think that um, everybody that I have on the show at some point admits, you know, like, hey, I'm kind of the odd one out. And I'm like, good. That means I picked the right person because <laughs> you, you should go. be the odd <laughs> one out. It means you have a cool story to tell. Right. Um, Which is I, funny because like we were saying like, oh, like your transition has been publicized. It's like, I think a lot of people from the outside just think like I'm generic. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's just so interesting having grown up feeling like the odd one and then everyone being like, oh, you're just like an American boy. And I'm like, what? What did you say? Like, I don't like, you know, um, so it's just it's so interesting. Yeah, I think what's uh, funny is I was following you on Instagram for quite a while. And I, I don't want to say that I had that exact thought because I, I never assume that people are 110% exactly what their social media says they are. Uh, right. Good, good or idea. Bad. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I noticed like there would be stories of like your Ganesh Oracle cards or like some incense going. And I was like, hold on. 
Great. This is getting good. Let me just tune into this <laughs> a little bit more. Something else is happening here. And then I did an episode with uh, my friend Kevin Garcia. And in the middle of his spiritual journey, he was like, oh, and then I met this woman named Jenny Lee. And I was like, wait, hold on. Do you mean Jenny Lee Dowling? And he was like, yeah, do you, do you know them? And I was like, uh, I have been trying to get Aiden on my show for like a good month now. So I'm so excited you just said her name. It's happening. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I'm happy that you've started um, really kind of showing that side of you to the world. Because I think it's important to show people that like you're not just one layer. Or right. you're more than just this one photo or this one whatever. Um, right. The reason I brought up um, Jenny Lee and Kevin is because I know that they talked a lot about how Jenny Lee helped on their healing process and like their journey and where they got where they are. And so I'm curious if your spiritual journey has made your um, identifying as trans any easier in any specific way. That's a good question. I think it has in the sense that I really truly feel the as I know, like I know that people are here for a very specific reason. And I know that if everybody had the availability to explore for as long as they needed to find what that thing is, then I, I truly believe we would have a more, a better world. I was trying to think of a fancy way to say it, but the truth is, is I just think that, I think that people wouldn't need, it would be given you know? Um, and so with that, I feel like my transness is what I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn that uh, things can change. I'm here to learn that people change. I'm here to learn that ideas have, uh, are not always yours. Actually, most of them by the time you're 30. And I think that's helped me realize that, you know, it's helped me just like with you know, like with something as simple as like bottom dysphoria, it's like, you know what? I, I, I don't know, you, you know, if, if I had been born biological male, right? Or, or sorry, a lot of, uh, I know a lot of us are stepping away from that terminology. So I'll re, uh, I'll, I recognize that and I want to join that. So what I'll say is I, I, you know, I'm not, if I was born cis, a cis man, then I would have a penis. And if I had a penis, my whole world would, I would not be living the life I'm living at all, even to one degree right now. Mm. Um, and so I find a lot of beauty in that, a lot of beauty in this, like, wow, like I'm here to clearly put this message out there. I mean, I, so, so it, it has helped in my transness as far as that, as far as feeling like, yeah, like I, I know for a fact that I'm here for this. Um, and, and it makes me feel, it makes me feel better and more confident in, in who I am, period, you know? Mm, I, I love that so much, especially because I, I think that's where spirituality comes in for most people. And that's kind of the point of the show is I really want people to recognize, like, it has its place, no matter what filter you put it through, it shows up and says, like, you have a purpose, you have a meaning, your life matters. Um, so I'm glad that it's ringing through the same for you. Um, tell me a little bit about how you're now taking that message and you're spreading it through um, Point of Pride. Yeah, so I have a nonprofit that started um, about so five years. I'm a little disappointed because we were going to have a big 
25-year celebration this summer, but unfortunately, it looks like that's not going to happen. But mm-hmm. uh, be on the lookout because we're going to do something fun. Um, and so my nonprofit, Point of Pride, we provide programs uh, to help ever that might mean to them, whether that is a tucking garment or a binder or getting electrolysis. Um, and even we have a, so we have programs that run throughout the year and then we have one big uh, surgery fund. It's our annual surgery fund that happens every November. Um, for the whole month of November, you can apply. And I mean, I think the number has reached over 200,000. We've given away over $200,000. Uh, directly to surgeons who are helping our recipients, you know, become more comfortable in their bodies. Again, whatever that may be to them. Uh, We help trans people under the entire spectrum, trans women, trans men, non-binary, however you identify. If you're not cis uh, and you're looking to just be able to wake up and feel like when you look in the mirror, just feel another, that's, that's our main goal. And I think, you know, as far as my message of everyone has a purpose, um, I know that when people can feel comfortable in their bodies, then they can go out and find what that purpose is. Because if you can't step out the door, then you're, you're not, you know, you're, you're going to have a really hard time exploring. And if you can't explore, then, then who you are may be clouded with who you want to be or who you think would be a good version of you um, or even just the stories that other people tell you. Um, So I think, you know, with Point of Pride, we really just try to make people feel better every day. You know what I mean? Um, And, you know, even with COVID right now, we actually just launched our mini grant which is exciting. It's going to be for people who um, can't afford their hormones right now. You know, um, there are many other programs out there from other nonprofits. Um, we're also, we'll have a resource guide up, but um, as far as our direct community, you know, it's, it's not good to stop hormones just out of nowhere. Um, and so we're trying to support those people so that they can continue on with living their authentic life. Mm. That's a really good point to bring up. I don't think that many people realize how important it is that you have that access to continued medical care. Um, I think a lot of people view it as kind of extra or like it's not necessary. Um, right. But uh, interestingly enough, my spiritual journey started when I was working at a hormone replacement clinic. So oh, cool. I'm super familiar with what that looks like when people are suddenly or, you know, even just like a week or two without their without their hormones, it's a big deal. Like your body does not react well. Um, so I'm really thankful and I'm uh, appreciative that you're out there doing that work and that you're showing up and helping people get that help that they need. It's a, there's a big gap there that needs to be filled. So I'm happy you're filling that. Um, so one of the reasons I mentioned that I worked at a hormone replacement clinic is because when I saw the name of your um, clothing brand, 0.5cc, I was like, I know what that means. Hold on. What does this have to do with anything that they're doing right now? Um, so tell me a little bit about like what inspired 0.5cc. Yeah, 0.5cc has been around for eight years now, which is wild. Um, and I started 0.5cc because, I mean, honestly, I started because I was trying to raise money for my own top surgery. And uh, this was... 2010, 2011-ish is when I was trying to start to save. Um, And I started the company in 2012. 
and um, I, you know, I pretty much made a t-shirt. The first t-shirt ever was like a Superman symbol with the T in the middle. And it was supposed to re represent like strength and pride in our community because just to be completely honest, like all I saw was people transitioning and then like fading away into society and not really being proud of who they are, not being mm. like, it was very rare you found a trans person who was like, I'm trans and I'm here and I'm queer. You know what I mean? Like people were not, it was more like, I'm trans. How can I make myself look cis? How can I blend in with cis people? How can I erase my whole past? And I tried to do that in the beginning. And then I quickly realized that like, I just don't, I don't want to lie. I don't like, it felt like lying. Like, I don't want to say I played baseball when I played softball. I don't want to say like, I want to be able to say like, oh my God, there was this one season I was a cheerleader. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I did ballet. Like I didn't want to have to hide photos of myself. You know, I just felt like I'm trying to step into my authenticity here by becoming Aiden and like hiding my past doesn't feel authentic. And so I, you know, this was like before, you know, ev everybody and their mother made t-shirts, which is awesome. I love that everyone makes t-shirts for their brands now, but this was a lot less common. Um, and I bought, I pretty much, I got a check from MTV. Jaylee and I did a, it's get, it gets better special. And I got a check for $250 for the show. And I knew that I had to get something going with that money to make it into the $6,900 I needed. And I bought a screen printing prep kit, like offline at like screenprinting.com or something. And I just, started making t-shirts uh you know in the middle of my living room you know um you know using old boxes to ship them out and uh i got the name 0.5 cc because i just thought i was like well what's like a undercover like you know because i didn't want to out people i didn't want to have a shirt that said like i'm transgender and i'm proud as fuck you know what i mean because yeah. it's just i was living in florida at the time it's not it wasn't safe to do that. Like, you know what I mean? It, it just wasn't safe. And um, so, yeah, I just, I was like, you know, 0.5 CC a lot. I feel like some people will get it. Some people won't. Um, and clearly like that's exactly what happened. Cause it's, it was the number one question I got for the first like three years of the company was like, what does 0.5 CC mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really funny because I think about it too now, like if someone, you know, people might be looking for things related to testosterone or hormone replacement therapy in general. And it's really interesting to me that then your brand comes up and all of these images of like, I'm enough and um, all these messages of love, which I think even outside of the transgender community is important for people who are going through any type of hormone replacement. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting that you chose that name and whether it was intentional or not, it ended up kind of serving a dual purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I yeah, just, I thought that was super cool. Well, that's um, great because I get a lot of questions about it still. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought it was unique, you know, but not. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah. it brings up a very important um, topic. Like if someone asks you, I think that's a really good opportunity to be like, hey, this is actually not an easy process. Let me just tell you one small thing that is necessary for me to maintain my gender expression. Like that's right. That's a right? major conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> I do um, have to begin wrapping up the show, but one thing that I want to ask you before I let you go is if you could take your entire journey, whether it be connected to 
the transition process or be connected to your spirituality, anything in general, and you could boil it down to one solid piece of advice for the listeners, what do you think that life advice would be? So, all right, that's a hard question, but I'm going to try my best. I'm kind of long-winded, but I'm going to reel it in for you here, Mike. It can be long-winded. It can totally be long-winded. Go for it. Okay, great. I think the one thing that I've learned and the message that I feel like I've been, I, I've been more and more called to put out there is for anybody who is like on social media and just like in the world right now, right? Every single person that you, right, our listener today, every single person that you look up to or you think, you know, you idolize, or you think is amazing, or you think is just so incredible in every way, they are just a person like you. They, have, they are not any more special than you are. They are not any more talented than you are. They are no, like, there's nothing better about this person. It's just that they have maybe discovered who they are. Um, maybe they do have a talent that they've, they, they fall in love with. Um, and the overall thing that they've done is they've taken the chance to put themselves out there. So I just feel like so many, you know, young, specifically young trans masculine people come up to me and they're like, Oh my God, I want to be this. I want to be this. And this person and this guy and this, and I'm just like, you do know that all these people are, are just humans like you, like they're no more special than you are. Um, and I feel like that's what I try to continue to show through my activism online. Like, is, is to be like, hey, like, I'm a person and I've done some really fucking cool shit. And I've also like failed at a bunch of shit too. And like, I have really great days. And I feel like just throwing it all away some days too. Because um, I feel like there's this real sense of idolization that's going on right now. And that comes with people emulating, like we were talking earlier, not who they truly are. And I feel like that's really... That's, that's kind of the core message I'm trying to get people to know is that like everyone you look up to, and I've met, I've met so many awesome, amazing, quote unquote, famous people, and they're all just people, you know? I, I love that you said that uh, because one of the things, <laughs> this is so dumb, but one of the things my husband says to me literally every day is, you know, RuPaul says that his success is because he shows up every day. Like he just shows up and the rest of the world happens and all he has to do is show up. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to show up. Like, I'm just going to keep showing up whether other people show up or not. And um, so you, your message like hits home in a really, really important way. I needed to hear that. Um, Oh, that's great. Yeah. I appreciate that. So if people want to learn more about you, um, support your work, anything like that, um, what is the best way for them to find you? Oh, man. So I do most of my stuff on Instagram. And you can just look up my name, Aiden Dowling. It's spelled a little funky, but I'm sure it'll be like in your show notes or something. Um, But yeah, just look my name up and you'll see uh, my face and probably my baby's face too. Um, (laughs) And you know, that's where I do a lot of my stuff on Instagram. But I also have my website coming out. Um, as we were saying, it might be out today, uh, you know, all depends, but, um, so my website's coming out and I'm going to be doing a lot more of a community feel on there. So you can check out AidenDowling.com. and overall, you know, if, if you're looking to support the transgender community, you can check out my nonprofit pointofpride.org, or if you're looking for services, 
And if you're just looking for some cool gear, like you said, Michael, to make yourself, you know, remind yourself how amazing you really are every single day, you can check out my clothing company, Point5CC, and that's spelt out P-O-I-N-T, the number five in the letter CC.com. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I look forward to uh, doing more work with you soon. Cool. Thanks so much, Mike. All right, all right. That was my conversation with Aiden Dowling. Huge thank you to Aiden for taking the time to chat with me in the midst of the moving process and dealing with coronavirus quarantine. You are such a gift, and I thank you for your voice every single day. To check out more of Aiden's work, as well as his nonprofit, you can find him on Instagram, at AllianceFear, and you can also check out all of the links I've included in the show notes below. While you're out there clicking around on the internet, make sure that you take some time to follow me on Instagram, at TheDivinerLife, and also head over to thedivinerlife.com slash podcast to learn more about how you can become a patron of the show. As I mentioned before, season three is right around the corner and you could be one of the first to get access to my new exclusive content. So again, thedivinerlife.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember to share with your friends, your family, your favorite nonprofit organization, or whoever else you come in contact with today. Don't forget that I love you. I appreciate you, and until next time, be true, be you, be omnist.